You're listening to episode number four of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where I teach you how to bust perfectionist fantasies. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, welcome back. We are talking about something that I think so many of us can relate to, which is this idea around I need to be perfect or when I am perfect, then I can achieve the results that I want. And so this is a concept that I learned from one of my mentors and she called it perfectionist fantasies. And it just makes so much sense. And we do this in all areas of life, but we especially do this with weight loss. I see so often time and time again, how we do this. It's actually even funny, as I was recording the intro for this, I probably recorded it four or five times before finally feeling like I was getting it right. So there's even this idea of like, I don't want to be stumbling over my words, or I want to make sure that this is perfect. I really struggled with in the beginning of launching this podcast, or what are my launch episodes? What are the first few episodes that I want to enter this space with? And feeling like these have to be perfect. Because if they're perfect, I'm making it mean something mean about me or a certain result that I'm going to get. And so this just so fitting. And this is a concept that I love. So perfectionist fantasy is a fantasy about being perfect. It can be any area of life. And often it's going to be multiple areas because how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if we try to be perfectionist with our diets, we likely are perfectionists in other areas as well. And it's the idea that if you were perfect, then you would create the results you want. So for example, if you stick to your diet perfectly, then you'd lose the weight and have the body you crave, right? Then you would finally be happy and proud and confident and all the things you think losing weight will give you. But because it requires perfection, it's always a fantasy. So it's never realistic. Now, the sneaky part is that you don't always think you're being a perfectionist. Sometimes your thought is, well, I have to be perfect in order to hit my goals, or I have to be perfect and stick with this diet perfectly if I want to lose weight. But sometimes your thought is, well, this is just the right thing to do. This is what I quote, should be doing. And so we have a lot of excuses and justifications as to why our perfectionist fantasies are simply reasonable goals, but yet we never achieve them. We keep trying to force and push and manipulate ourselves to fit somebody else's plan. And this goes back to episode number one, because not only do you have to be perfect, but now you have to be perfect with this plan that you didn't even create. You have to be perfect with something that you might not even like. So back in early 2016, I worked with a weight loss coach and I really wanted to work on my relationship to food and exercise and my body. And I lost zero pounds in this program. I think it was like $1,500. It was a four month program. I lost zero. My goal was to lose five pounds, zero pounds lost, big old goose egg. (laughs) And every week when I weighed in, I felt so frustrated and so helpless when the scale didn't move in the right direction. Now, this coach had the best of intentions. I'm not blaming her or faulting her in any way, but it wasn't the right program for me because this coach gave me a plan of what I should and shouldn't be eating. She told me how many macros I should be getting in each day. She told me how I should be cutting out processed foods, how I should give up my skinny mochas, how I shouldn't be eating any protein bars, and I should be satisfied with, you know, a square of dark chocolate instead. This was a perfectionist fantasy for me. This meal plan, like it seemed realistic when we were going through it on our first call together. 
but it required me to make too many large-scale changes, and it didn't account for the anxiety and fear that I had around eating carbs. And so in the moment, I was thinking, sure, of course I can eliminate three protein bars I eat every day. Of course I can get rid of the nuts and the popcorn. Of course I can be making my breakfast instead of having a protein shake. Sure, I can give up my skinny mochas and just drink coffee with unsweetened cashew milk. Yes, okay, totally I can get on board with one to two squares of dark chocolate and be satisfied with that and not reaching for more or reaching for something else or the ice cream or the chips. Not even close. This, this was my perfectionist fantasy. And I kept trying to force myself to follow this plan that I didn't create and that created too many changes and too many big like obstacles for me mentally and psychologically around food without first working through that relationship. Now, she also told me that if I stuck with this plan, I could lose two pounds in a week. So since I only had five pounds to lose, I was like, sweet, I can lose my five pounds in a month. Easy, piece of cake. But if I ate off plan one day, then I would only lose one pound that week. And if I ate off plan two days or more, then I wouldn't lose any weight at all. So because this was a perfectionist fantasy and I kept trying to force myself to do something I wasn't yet ready to do, Monday comes and I have the best of intentions. I'm all in. I'm like talking myself up. I'm going to cut out carbs and cut out sugar and I'm going to eat all real whole foods. And then the afternoon rolls around and I'm like, "Mm, you know, like I can have some nuts, maybe some popcorn here. Wouldn't be that bad. I mean, it's not that high in calories. You know, I really do like my protein shakes. You know, I really like my skinny mochas. I really was not on board giving up my skinny mochas in the morning. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I told her, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And I'm thinking, hell no, lady. I don't know what you're smoking. Like, that's what I was really thinking in the moment. Okay, so Monday rolls around and I'm not sticking with my plan. Eating the protein bars, eat the chocolate, the nuts, the popcorn. Tuesday rolls around, not sticking with my plan. Wednesday rolls around. Well, now I haven't stuck with my plan for two days, so nah, screw it. I'm not going to lose weight this week, right? And so because I wasn't able to stick with this diet for even a single day, let alone a full week, I certainly wasn't going to be losing weight. And so then my mind went into, well, screw it. Why bother trying to torture and punish myself by taking away this food when I'm not even going to lose weight? I'm not even going to get the results I want. Might as well try again next week. I'll try again next Monday. And that's how the weeks went. Every Monday... I'd have the best of intentions. Mondays were often my weigh-in days, so I also felt a lot of like shame, frustration, anger that I wasn't losing any weight because my plan was too restrictive and I couldn't stick with it. But I never raised my hand and asked for help. I just thought something was wrong with me. I should be able to do this. She was able to do this. I should be able to. I just need to try harder. I just need to commit. I, I turned it internally and made it all about me, but not in the right way not in terms of taking responsibility for myself. It was this kind of like using it against myself. So rather than asking for help, I just kept thinking, well, I can do this. I just need to try harder. I can figure this out. Like I just got to say no. I just need more willpower. And it's really interesting because the program she gave me, it required me to have a lot of willpower. It really was a level 10 when I should have been at a level two. And I really needed to work through a lot of thoughts and feelings and emotions around food and eating and when I was eating to where I could have eventually gotten to that plan. I eat fairly close to that plan now, quite honestly, but in the moment, that's not what I needed. And I I had to learn how to take responsibility for my results, but in a way where I could still ask for help and I could still come and say like, hey, this plan isn't working for me. This is too restrictive. I need to incorporate more of these things. Or I really like to go from three protein bars a day down to none. Like that's not realistic. And so every Wednesday would roll around 
and I wouldn't be hitting my week. I wouldn't be hitting my goals. I'd already be eating off plan at least twice. So now I'm like, screw it. Try again next Monday. Sound familiar? Or maybe, maybe you thought, well, if I can't be perfect or do it exactly as I should, then I'm not doing anything at all. Or it could sound just like me of like, "Ah, screw it. I already had a donut this morning. I'll just try again tomorrow. Screw it. I already ruined the day. I'll try it again later. Maybe you swear off sugar for the day, but before you realize it, you've popped a handful of M&Ms in your mouth and it's only 10 a.m. So you're like, ah, screw it. I'll try again tomorrow. And you go back to the candy dish for more. Or maybe you accidentally eat something that you think now for sure has taken you out of ketosis. Now you either ate when you were fasting or you had something that maybe was sweet or now you're definitely not in ketosis. So screw it. Why keep punishing yourself when you're not going to hit your goal? Let's just start fresh tomorrow. And so we think we need massive action in order to be successful. And if we can't do it and we can't do it perfectly, then we give up on ourselves sometimes before we even start. But at the moment that we have the first hiccup, the first snag, the first moment of doubt, the first off plan eat, the first overeat, we just give up and think, well, that didn't work. We have all the excuses and justifications for why we should eat when we're not truly hungry or why we should overeat or why we shouldn't drink our water or why we shouldn't go to bed at 10 p.m. Like these are simply your favorite reasons for not losing weight. And I want you to label them this way because that's exactly what they're doing for you. My favorite reasons for not losing weight, all your excuses, all your permission giving thoughts, those justifications, write them all down. Start to become aware of what they sound like. So with perfectionist fantasies, we create them. And then a lot of times we either don't try or because it's, we already realize, well, this is like requires way too much. So why even try? Or you create this elaborate plan and then have that one setback and then you give up telling yourself, "Ah, see, I told you this wasn't going to work. Your brain is sneaky. Your brain is just trying to keep you safe. And this is what happens when we get caught in the trap of tomorrow thinking. So it's the tomorrow trap as I like to think of it. Thinking I'll start fresh tomorrow. That way I can be perfect. I'll start on Monday. I'll start at the first of the month. I'll start on New Year's Day. And so the very definition is that this is a fantasy. It's so seductive because we get that hit of dopamine thinking about how good it'll feel to be perfect, how good it'll feel to hit those goals, to lose the weight, to wear the dress that's been stuffed in the back of your closet for years, to finally feel proud and confident and happy with yourself. We get a little high from it thinking about you being perfect. But because your fantasy requires perfection, you usually fail just as soon as you start and you give up way too quickly on yourself and on your dreams and on your goals. Or you get caught in that trap of tomorrow and you never start and you're always or you're starting at the beginning of the day, but you're just saying screw it and not completing and not following through. You're letting one misstep hose you for the entire day or the entire week. And so your brain's only solution is to come up with more perfectionist fantasies so that you can feel good in the morning, but it never, or in the moment, but it never creates the results you want, right? So it's in this cycle of I have this perfectionist fantasy that leads me to thinking, well, tomorrow, I'll do it perfectly tomorrow. I'll get started tomorrow, which leads you right back into needing more perfectionist fantasies so that you can start tomorrow because you have these perfectionist fantasies, because you're trying to feel good about yourself until this just becomes a way of life. And so you just spin in this. You might get started, but you never finish. And you're always waiting for the perfect time because your thought error here is that you have to be perfect, right? So if you have to be perfect, well, now you need the perfect time in order to be perfect, right? So this might sound like, well, I'll go to the gym after my vacation, or I'll start that diet after my birthday and anniversary, or I'll hire a coach after I start my new job, or 
Maybe it's when the kids go back to school or a family member recovers from an illness or that big project at work is over. We have all of these reasons as to why tomorrow looks so much better, why next month looks so much better. And we think that there's a right and a wrong time to get started rather than just believing that now is the best time to get started. And I want you to know that I don't say this with any judgment. I want to just bring your awareness to this because look, I still do this too. I still have the thoughts of, well, you know what? July is going to be really busy. I probably should just wait and start in August. Like I should just wait four, five, six weeks and then I'll get started because life will be a little bit easier then. Life will be a little bit calmer then. But look, you don't eat in a vacuum. If you want to lose your weight and keep it off for life, you need to practice losing your weight and keeping it off regardless of life circumstances, regardless of all the curveballs that life might throw you. Not when you're in this snow globe of perfection and no one can touch you, right? Like, why do you think all of the past Biggest Loser contestants have had such a hard time keeping their weight off? Not all, but many have. They've struggled with it. And it's because they never learned how to lose their weight and maintain it in real life. When the kids are fighting in the backseat, when your spouse has said something that, you know, really triggers you, when your boss is being a jerk and has completely unrealistic expectations of what you should be able to do in a day, when traffic's a nightmare, when the dog pees on the carpet, right? There is no perfect time. This is real life. And this is the time to start working on this right now. You've got to figure this out. It's not about doing it in a vacuum. That's the problem is we put our lives on hold thinking, well, let me just pause everything around life so I can focus on weight loss, lose the weight. And then we try and go back to real life. We go back to the travel. We go back to the vacations. We go back to the holidays and we don't know how to handle them. The perfect time to get started is right now. It's today. So tomorrow thinking keeps you trapped in this search for perfection. And it's a sign that you're not able to enjoy and actually love where you're at in life right now because you're always looking to the future, but in a way where you're never content with the present. You're always thinking about that perfect you, that fictitious fantasy you who is perfect one day in the future. You keep imagining and thinking that she's real and she's not. And we have to learn how to love and accept ourselves imperfect and all right now. With all of your thoughts and all of your feelings, regardless of your size, shape, or weight, that is one of the ultimate biggest keys to actually being able to lose the weight and keep it off for life, is learning how to make peace with yourself, learning how to love yourself, regardless of the circumstances around you. And I get it. Like, it is way easier said than done. But this is the process. This is the path forward. So one of the problems with perfectionist fantasies is that you lose faith and confidence in yourself because you know that when you make a plan you aren't going to keep, you're like, "Eh, let me just make this. I'm I'm really not going to actually follow through with it. And so your planning and goal setting isn't followed up with action. It's just a dream. It's just this fictitious pipe dream. And you make it impossible to actually lose weight because you refuse to make a realistic plan for food or exercise or water or sleep, plans that you can actually achieve, plans that feel doable, that feel enjoyable. You're stuck in this tomorrow trap, believing that someday in the future, this won't feel so hard. It won't feel so challenging. You'll be able to show up perfectly. Life will change. The circumstances will change. But every time you make this plan and you don't follow through with it, it keeps eroding your self-trust and your self-confidence. Every time you set these goals and you don't hit them, you lose that faith and confidence in yourself. And so you would rather plan this elaborate restrictive diet, you know, and thinking it's going to create the body you crave and get that dopamine hit. 
thinking about how great it's going to be, how awesome it's going to be, how good you're going to feel, like how amazing you're going to love yourself, rather than plan for the burgers, the wine, the pasta, the cookies, and meet yourself right where you're at today. You'd rather spend time imagining how great you're going to feel 40 pounds down instead of taking the simple step of going to bed earlier so you can get seven hours of sleep tonight, of prioritizing and planning and drinking 65 ounces of water. And this happens because you're withholding positive thinking about yourself all throughout the day, unless you achieve that perfection, which you never do. So it's like, unless I can be perfect, then I can't talk nice to myself. So you never talk nice to yourself, right? You're not allowed to feel good about yourself until you're perfect, until you've hit the goal, until you're 40 pounds down, until you have this body. So your only option is to keep dreaming about it, is to keep those perfectionist fantasies, Because it's the only time you're allowing yourself to have positive thoughts and feelings about yourself. This is why I hated, I hated tracking my food. I hated having to log it, having to make a plan for the week, and then record what I actually ate each day. This was my perfectionist kryptonite. It was a written record of my perfectionist fantasy and my failure to live up to it day after day after day. Of how I had this dream and this goal of thinking, well, I should only be eating 1,200 calories because that's what, quote, they say. That's what Jillian Michaels says. That's what so-and-so says. Like, I should only be eating 1,200 calories. And then when I'm logging all my calories for the day, and I'm like, you know, fork me. Gosh, this sucks. I eat, you know, 1,500 calories, 1,800, 2,200. And it was now this written record of how I sucked, of how I wasn't good enough, about how I couldn't do it. But it was this perfectionist fantasy thinking that I could – I should only be eating 1,200 calories that was preventing me from actually losing weight and keeping it off. Because not only was I trying to just eat 1,200 calories, well, I was also trying to run like five or six miles a day and then walk and lift weights and do all this exercise, maybe add in some two-a-days because I just needed to burn a little more, right? Because the whole philosophy was just eat less and exercise more. And so often when we want to lose 20, 30, 40 pounds, we tell ourselves that losing five pounds isn't good enough. It's not exciting enough. So we make unrealistic plans we'll never follow and end up losing 10 pounds just to gain it right back two months later. So perfectionist fantasies feel good in the moment, but when you continually indulge in them, you just erode that self-trust and that self-confidence. And you start to question whether you'll ever be able to lose your weight. Maybe you'll just be stuck in this body forever. You're constantly striving for perfection and yet never measuring up, never feeling good enough. And let's be real here. That shit's exhausting. So. How do you plan and set goals that don't keep you spiraling in these perfectionist fantasies as tomorrow trap? Well, first, you need to set a realistic goal. Like, not just because Becky from high school lost 10 pounds in a month doesn't mean that it's the right goal or the right program or the right thing for you and your body and your lifestyle, right? So when you're setting goals, you want to feel a little excited and also a little terrified. (laughs) So one of my mentors always says that fear is just excitement without breath. And when you think about it in your body, like fear and excitement feel very similarly. I kind of get these butterflies in my stomach. Maybe my stomach kind of tenches or clenches and kind of tightens. It feels like fear, but it also feels like excitement. It's two sides of the same coin. And it's completely normal to feel both of these emotions. If you're not experiencing even a little bit of fear, this likely isn't a good goal. And maybe you're just stuck in a perfectionist fantasy. Because fear surfaces when you have the realization that you might not create the result you want. Fear means that your habit brain is alive and well and trying to keep you safe. Fear means that you're about to step outside of your comfort zone, which is where 
everything we want lies, right? We all love those memes and those quotes of like, everything is just outside your comfort zone. And we feel good thinking about it and like saying it, but actually stepping outside of it, realizing and recognizing where your comfort zone is and taking that first step out, that's scary as all get out. It's uncomfortable. That's the next step. That's the next piece. And so with these perfectionist fantasies, you're indulging in how you're going to feel when you hit the goal, but you don't stop to think about how you'll get there, about what that one best next step might look like. So you may not be able to see the entire path to your goal, but you can at least see the next best step, right? So for example, you start with the two most underrated secret fat burners, sleep and water, right? Are you sleeping seven to eight hours each night? Are you drinking a minimum of 65 ounces of water every day? These are steps that might seem small and insignificant, but your body will burn way more fat while sleeping than it will during an average 60-minute workout, and your body will release weight so much faster when you're hydrated than when you're not, especially because your body likes to send out fake hunger cues because you're simply thirsty. So your next step might look like tracking and eating only when you're truly physically hungry, or maybe it looks like adding one veggie to each meal. Maybe it looks like stopping before you're actually full or satisfied so that you can really tune into like where your stopping point is, how much food is actually enough. The problem is that you're going to run into thinking that doing a little isn't good enough, that this can't possibly be enough to help you lose weight. This couldn't possibly be what you needed. It can't be this simple. I can't possibly lose weight just drinking more water. I can't possibly lose weight by sleeping more. Like this is the trap of perfection, thinking that we need this big elaborate plan, this big, crazy, massive overhaul with our food in order to create the life that we truly want. Because ultimately that's what we're looking for. Like we're not like we're looking for the body. Absolutely. But we're looking for the body to create feelings that we can create on our own with our thoughts, like just number one. And number two, like we're also looking for the life because having the body you crave isn't going to mean shit if you don't have a life that you love. We think though that by having the body, then we're going to have the life. Because once I have the body, then I'll get into those photos, then I'll take that vacation, then I'll wear that dress, then I'll buy the clothes, then I'll do the things. And look, I'll be honest, maybe there are things that you want to do in life and your body and your ability to do them, has, your body has limited that. But we want to start to recognize where are you putting your life on hold, thinking that the body is what's going to make it different, like make this big, massive difference and change things. Because again, it's not going to mean a thing. If you don't also create a life that you absolutely love at the same time, you can do these both together. It's not one or the other. And so when you can only see a few steps in front of you, it feels uncomfortable, right? To not see the entire plan, to not have it all laid out for you to know like, okay, my next step is just to drink more water. My next step is just to sleep more. It feels uncomfortable, right? Because you think that you're unsure if you'll actually make it to the destination. You start to wonder, you start to have those doubts. So I want you to imagine like when you turn on your GPS or you turn on Google Maps, you can see your destination plus all the turns it will take you to get there, right? You may need to take a couple lefts, maybe a couple rights. You might have to go east before going north. But because you can see the whole path and you can see that destination on there, there are zero doubts that you're going to end up where you want. Weight loss doesn't work like that. Goal setting in our lives doesn't work like that. Often we can only see a couple steps ahead and it's really easy to freak out and to think that we're going off course or that you aren't going to get to your destination just because you're going in a slightly different direction short term. So we're thinking, oh, well, my plan is to get over here. If my plan is to go right, you can go right by going left. You can go, you know, like we could eventually get there and there's no wrong way. 
we just get so caught up in, well, this is the most efficient and the most effective and the fastest way to my goal. But the only reason we're so concerned about it being fast is because we aren't, we're shitting on ourselves all throughout the day. We're not talking nicely to ourselves every single day. So we, we withhold that love and affection and the self-talk and the praise and the confidence, the pride. We withhold that until we hit the goal. That's the only reason why we're in a hurry. We just want to feel better. But you can feel better without having to have accomplished that result first. Belief, self-confidence. Oh, this is such a tricky thing for us. It's, oh, especially when we're trying to believe we can do something that we've never done before. Or do something when we have evidence to the contrary. This is something we're going to dive into more in the next episode, but ah, oh, like this is where it's at. So with a perfectionist fantasy, you might say that you believe you can lose 40 pounds, but if they asked you if you could lose five pounds this month, you'd be like, hell no, losing weight is hard. I have to give up all my favorite foods. I don't have time. I've got these events. There's no way, right? So when you indulge in this perfectionist fantasy, you think that you believe, but you don't truly believe, right? Intellectually, you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Like intellectually, I was agreeing with my health coach a few years ago when I was like, yeah, yeah, I can give up my skinny mochas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's possible to hit this goal, but I didn't actually believe because perfectionism is all or nothing. It's black and white. And when you truly get to work on getting into belief, it's going to feel hard and uncomfortable because you're holding space for competing thoughts. So with perfectionism, we think, well, I have to be fully in belief and all in or I'm all out. But belief kind of comes in phases. With belief, we're often in this messy middle where we have belief and unbelief, and we have to work on cultivating the new belief and making that stronger than the unbelief. So this is something, again, we're going to talk about more in the next episode, but it's just a sign that you may be caught in a perfectionist fantasy, right? Because you believe that that imaginary you that doesn't really exist can do this imaginary plan that you've created for yourself. Another big sign that you may be in a perfectionist fantasy is that you are terrified, like terrified of failure because failure is a problem. We often deem failure as any time we get a result we don't want or that we weren't striving for. So when you're trying to be perfect and then you slip up and don't create the results you want turns into all of, right, we turn inward and it becomes all of this shame instead of learning how to assess and figure out what to do differently next time. We just want to curl up with our shame shawl. So you can't learn from failure when you are too busy sulking, when you are too busy turning inwards and feeling like crap about yourself. And the most insidious part about it is that now you don't talk positively to yourself and instead start to swirl and all that shame and doubt and guilt and shoulda, woulda, couldas, all those negative thoughts and negative emotions you want to beat yourself up with. Again, because your habit brain is alive and well, it's trying to keep you safe. It's all just about learning how to manage our mind, manage our thoughts, our expectations. Right? So this negative criticism and self-talk keeps you going back to these perfectionist fantasies because it's the only time you're allowed to talk nicely to yourself. You think that losing weight and being able to keep it off comes down to the right diet or the right set of rules and restrictions or just having more willpower. But the truth is it comes down to how you talk to yourself all day, every day. Okay, I know you have this desire to be perfect. I know you want to break from all the criticism. But the result is the same, is that you aren't learning how to show up for yourself. You aren't learning how to have your own back. So how do you break this cycle of perfectionist fantasies and the trap of tomorrow, specifically as it relates to weight loss? So number one, you've got to set a minimum baseline. I make it super simple for everyone. 
everyone listening to this podcast, every single client, I make it super simple. What are the basics? What is the baseline? Number one, you want to create a realistic food plan that includes foods that you love. It includes foods that you have been eating. Number two, you're going to practice only eating when you are truly physically hungry and learning how to stop it satisfied. Like that is the baseline. Let's say you don't change what you're eating. You're going to plan exactly what you, what you have been eating from last week. You're going to plan it for this week and you're just going to get really intentional and start to become 100% aware and conscious of what you are putting in your body. All right. So you're going to plan realistically. Nothing, none of the food has changed. And then you're simply going to start eating when you are truly physically hungry. You're going to start waiting for hunger instead of eating by the clock, instead of eating because it's free, instead of eating because you're out with friends and everybody else is eating. And you're going to learn how to stop when you're satisfied, even when it tastes so good. Even when you just have a little bit left and you really don't want to throw it away, but it's really not enough to take home. Like these are the baselines. You want to sleep seven to eight hours each night and drink 65 ounces of water a day. These are our baselines. It's simple. We break it down into what is my minimum? What is the foundation? And from there, you commit to making 1% level ups after you've nailed these basics. So once you've got these on lock, then you start leveling up. Now, a level up does not look like I eat five pieces of candy in a day, every day, and now I'm going to just eat one piece of candy once a week. That is not a realistic 1% level up. You go from eating five pieces of candy every day to four. You do that for a week, maybe two. Then you go from eating four pieces of candy every day to three. Then once you feel like pretty good and comfortable with that, then maybe you go down to three. Then you go down to two. Then you, you know, maybe you mix in a few days. Maybe one day you decide not to have any at all. You take it slow and you stay committed to these tiny, simple habits that compound over time. This is how we get your brain on board with these new habits. It's not by creating massive change. It's not by overhauling your kitchen. It's not by throwing out anything white or processed or packaged. It's with these small, simple steps. Now, this is not going to feel good because your brain is going to be screaming at you that this isn't good enough. You can't possibly lose weight eating the same food and just eating when you're hungry and stopping it satisfied. Your brain might even tell you, hell, I'm already doing that. You're also going to miss that perfectionist fantasy. It was your favorite hobby. It was your favorite pastime. You loved going there. You loved going to that fictitious version of yourself that was perfect. You're going to miss her. But this is exactly where you need to be. This is the antidote to perfectionist thinking and the trap of tomorrow. Practicing the minimum baseline and making these small goals, making these small level ups, sticking with them, it requires you to be present in your own life and to wrestle with all the negative self-talk. It requires you to change your self-concept, to change the way you think and feel about yourself. And so while setting minimum baselines and committing to 1% level ups is part of it, The other piece is getting support because too often you can't see the frame to the picture you're in. You only have one vantage point. You don't realize all those subconscious thoughts that are driving your actions to eat and overeat and emotionally eat. And this is exactly what I help my clients with every week. Not just creating realistic action plans, but changing the way they think about themselves, the way they talk to themselves. And I can help you do this too. This is what it's about. This is the key. So when you're ready, head on over to bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule and find a time on my calendar that works for you. And let's sit down together for an hour and really dive into what's going on in your world, in your life, how you're thinking about yourself, how you're talking to yourself, what your goals are, what are the obstacles that are preventing you from getting there? 
Where's self-sabotage coming into play? What's really stopping you? All right, stop making these unrealistic diet plans that you can't stick with even on your best days and that require perfection, not just from you, but from everyone else around you too. Right, it's not necessary. It's not required. Like this is the work that we do. It's not about burpees. It's not about running more miles. Like this is the work that's going to really help you change your relationship with food and fitness and your body and ultimately with yourself. All right. Now, make sure you listen to the next episode because it is super awesome. We're starting to dive into belief. There'll be more podcasts on this in the future, but I'm super excited to share this one. Go hit play. I can't wait to talk to y'all next time. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.